What is up, friends? Happy Friday. I hope everyone's having a really great start to their weekend and hope you guys are ready for Easter. If you are celebrating, hope you have a wonderful holiday. And let's get into the topic of today's episode. We are going to talk about the three P's of fat loss. And if you are slacking in any of these, you are setting up for struggle along your journey. So make sure you are nailing all of these down if you want to have success along your journey. Now, there are definitely a few other factors that you can include in this, but these are just some that really are a big role. So first and foremost, the three P's are protein, poop, and put on muscle. And I'm going to explain exactly why all these aspects are extremely important along your journey and how you can improve in each of them as well. Of course, water is also very important here as well, but I thought three P's just kind of made sense. So we're going to go over those today and just keep in mind, water is also very extremely important. So make sure you are down in that water. So let's talk about the first P. The first all-important P of fat loss is protein. And why is this so important, especially when you are in a calorie deficit? One, protein digests slower, so it keeps you fuller longer. It's going to help reduce cravings and keep you satisfied throughout the day. A lot of diets out there are heavily restrictive on not just calories as a whole, but also with protein. And so when you don't get enough of either calories or protein, you're more likely to binge later on in the day or at the end of the week, if you have a little bit more willpower to last through the full days. Now you should not have to feel that you have to force a ton of willpower to eat low calories or protein. That is absolutely miserable. So don't do that. Another reason why protein is so important is it reduces hunger by actually affecting your hormones. And how it does this is it suppresses the hormone ghrelin and I like to think of it this way. Ghrelin is like the stomach ghrelin hormone. It suppresses that protein suppresses the hunger hormone ghrelin and increases the satiety hormone leptin. And also protein will help you maintain more muscle in a calorie deficit, which keeps your metabolism from crashing as you continue on. And this is a big issue with a lot of people when they are on a calorie deficit is as you get deeper into the deficit, as you are deeper into your diet, your body needs calories to come from somewhere. And a lot of times, if you're not taking enough protein, your body is going to turn to muscle in order to break it down and use that energy as fuel. And so if you're consuming enough protein and providing most of those amino, uh, essential amino acids to help repair and avoid breaking down the protein, you can keep your metabolism running faster. Now, if you're in a calorie deficit and not eating enough protein, you're inherently slowing down your metabolism in a plethora of ways. So make sure you are consuming enough protein in your calorie deficit. Now, keep in mind though, if you don't have much muscle on you and you have a slow metabolism right off the bat, a calorie deficit might not be your best move at the first. And I know a lot of you are not going to want to hear this, but it's something that you might need to hear. You might need a maintenance phase first to get your calories, protein, and muscle up first before you start a serious fat loss and a caloric deficit. Otherwise, you're going to dig yourself in deeper and you are going to lose muscle along the way. And if you want to avoid losing muscle, which is Again, extremely important for your metabolism, your energy and your strength and just your confidence in the gym too. Like you don't want to just go to the gym and just poop out halfway through your workout because you do not have any muscle to keep up. You need to make sure you're in a good starting point before you go into the calorie deficit. And that means making sure you're getting in adequate calories and protein, protein, protein and muscle. 
So here's some ways though, that you can increase your protein intake. One, first, first of all, make sure you're getting enough protein in every meal. If you are completely skipping out on protein at breakfast, you're going to have a hard AF time catching up later in the day. You need at least 100 grams of protein per day, ideally more, but that's a good starting point. And if you are slacking at breakfast and you only eat two other meals a day, you're going to have a hard time eating 50 grams of protein per meal. And while protein powder is great, you should not be dependent on it. You should not be needing protein two or three times a day, protein powder two or three times a day, or a protein bar to keep your protein intake up. First of all, protein, it, uh, protein powders are a lot more processed. You're going to miss out on some vitamins and minerals, and it just becomes a crutch. It doesn't help you stay satiated. And in some cases it can increase your cravings later on in moderation of you. So rule of thumb for every hundred calories or hundred grams of protein you take in a day, try to keep your protein product like protein powders and protein bars intake to 25 to 30 grams max. If you eat about 150 grams of protein a day, you could probably swing with about 40 grams of protein powder or protein product, but try not to go above that because you miss out on nutrients and you can also increase your risk of gastrointestinal issues because of all the additives that they can have. Um, another ways that you can increase your protein is egg whites, Greek yogurt, lean meats, like chicken breast, Turkey, top sirloin, pork loin, etc. like fish, salmon, cod. I would say tilapia, but tilapia is freaking trash and I will only eat it if I am in a prep. <laughs> that's just, that's just me. Um, I'm just not good at prepping it though, to be honest. Um, but those are some really good lean protein sources that you can rely on. Now, the second P, the second all-important P of fat loss is poop. Why is it so important? Well, poop tells you a lot about your digestive health, and your digestive health tells you what are you taking in and is what you're taking in good for you? Is it working? Is it doing its job? Are you able to reduce bloating? So first, in regards to poop, and I know it's not the best topic, it's gross, but I posted a reel on this earlier, like it's... It's our bodies and our bodies have so many systems we have and our bodies are very good at telling us if we're on the right track or if we're not. And poop is one of the ways to know if you're on the right track. So if you are going, if you are not going daily or your poop is not solid and it hurts coming out, <laughs> you need more fiber. You need more fiber. Women, we need at least 25 grams of fiber a day, if not more. And that's for a few other reasons. It's also for our hormonal health too. Like if you want to reduce your risk of long-term endometrial and breast cancer, you need to make sure you're taking in enough fiber. Um, are there food chunks in it? Does it float? If yes, your food might not be digesting too well. And this could be normal. Like for example, corn, my body, if I eat corn, it practically comes out whole. But my husband, who is Mexican, corn digests just fine. And that's a genetic thing, like where your genetics come from can influence the way your body digests certain foods, certain types of fiber. However, if your poop is floating and greasy and oily, it could be two things. One, you're taking in way too much fat and you need to cut down on your total fat intake, or you might have a gallbladder liver digestion issue. When I had gallstones, and even now sometimes if I don't take my ox bile or taurine regularly, I noticed that a little bit more frequently, but when I had gallstones, I noticed that a lot because my body was not producing bile to help digest fats. And so when you're taking an excess fat or your body is not digesting it properly, 
your poop floats. And so it tells you about your health. So a few ways that you can get more fiber is again, make sure you have a source of fiber at every single meal. Veggies, most veggies, all veggies have some fiber in it, soluble, insoluble fiber, like include some veggies at least at every meal or lunch and dinner and have like some fruit at breakfast. Fruit is great. Um, there are some fruits that have more fiber than other, like apples are very high in fiber. Uh, watermelon's pretty good. Grapes are great. Uh, kiwis are really good. Most fruits have a ton of fiber, but they all, they all vary in like how much and also just depending on you know, the size of the fruit. Berries are the best and they're also uh, lower GI, so they don't have as much of a spike of blood sugar. So berries are going to be a really good bet to include in your breakfast oatmeal. You can make a twofer, mix some berries into your oatmeal, put some Greek yogurt in there. Boom. You've got fiber, you've got long digesting carbs, and you've got your protein. One thing though, and I see this a lot, people use fiber supplements thinking that's going to be the cure all to their lack of vegetable or or fruit intake. And it's a temporary solution. If you were dealing with some constipation, possibly from surgery, maybe you had some narcotics and that slowed down your digestion because opiates, they they suppress your ability to go to the bathroom. Like that can be helpful. But if you are relying on that to go to the bathroom because you are neglecting to eat fiber, you are missing out on micronutrients. You are missing out on prebiotics, which come from fruits and vegetables and oats that help nourish your gut microbiome, you know, the happy little gut bacteria that help us digest and absorb nutrients from our food. Like you're not getting that if you're taking fiber supplements. And also those fiber supplements are generally insoluble fiber and taking in a ton of that, you are going to be more prone to bloating or gas. And while it might help you go to the bathroom, you're going to feel bloated. You're going to feel gassy. And you're also just going to feel like shit later on because you're not getting nutrients from fiberful sources that are healthier for you. You're just relying on Miralax. You're relying on fiber one. You're relying on all these, these man-made fiber supplements just to help you go to the bathroom when you could easily fix those issues by eating some carrots, getting some oatmeal in, eating more veggies, eating more berries, like those can help. And also drinking plenty of water. I will continue to preach that till the end of the done. Drink your water and eat your veggies and your fruits. So the other P of fat loss that is extremely important is putting on muscle. And we touched on this with protein. And this is literally one of the most important parts of fat loss is maintaining and building muscle along your journey. And if you are neglecting to do that, think of it this way. If you are losing body fat, I, 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 usually your goal is to get toned, right? Like a lot of you listening right now, if you are on a fat loss journey, you want to see more definition on your body. You want your shoulders to pop. You want to see some abs. You want your glutes to be defined. You want to see that nice little quad line that ain't going to show if you don't have the muscle. And if you are again, restricting your calories heavily or cutting out carbs completely, your muscles look flat. And so when you are heavily restricting, when you are losing muscle mass, cause you're not taking enough calories or protein or carbs, You'll lose weight, but you won't look any better. You won't, you, it's just, that's just how it is. You won't look any better and you will get stuck in your own head. You're like, well, I've lost weight and I'm like exhausting myself at the gym and I'm like barely eating, but I don't look any better. And it's like, you know, you develop some sort of body dysmorphia, but in reality it's like, yeah, your muscles aren't going to look good because you one are literally eating away at your muscle by not training for your muscles, you're just going straight to cardio. 
not taking enough calories or protein and you're not starting off in a good place. You could straight up be sabotaging your own efforts to tone up. If that is your goal right now, if you're on a fat loss journey, odds are toning up is your goal. And if you are not strength training, if you are not going to gym and lifting weights, training intentionally, you are not going to put on that muscle. If you are following random ass workouts from all different social medias and half the time you can't even do them because you're following this weird ass, like, oh, one arm on a dumbbell, one leg on a platform and trying to do all this crazy shit that we see online and you feel discouraged because you can't up. No, start with the basics and progress in those. Progress in weight, lift heavier. Progress in your range of motion. Progress in your form and stay consistent with it. If you're not consistent with it, you're not going to build muscle. Muscle comes on very, very, very slowly. Newbie gains, you might gain a lot of muscle at first pretty quickly. Like the first, the first few months of your weightlifting journey, like newbie gains are hella fun. But you know, after a year when you start going to gym a little more regularly, like you need to be training with intention. You need to be training regularly. And not only that, like muscle increases your energy, it boosts your metabolism. So that way, like Think of it this way. When you go to the gym, if you do cardio, the calories that you burn doing cardio, those are the calories you burn. But if you lift weights and you're lifting hard and you are training intentionally, you burn more calories throughout the day because your muscles actually have to go through more of a process to repair themselves. And you improve your metabolic rate from thereafter as you build muscle. So when you have your first fat loss phase, say your BMR, your basal metabolic rate, how many calories you burn at rest is like 14, 1500, right? That's not including activity. That's just like if you're laying on your ass doing nothing. But then after you put on muscle, your BMR goes up to 1600. So you can eat 100 extra calories a day more than you would before and stay the same weight. Muscle makes you look better. It gives you more energy. It boosts your metabolism. So you, hey, you get more food. And if you're a foodie, you need to build some muscle, girl. So again, the three P's of fat loss, if you are not prioritizing any of these P's, you're sabotaging yourself, not getting enough protein. If you are not getting enough protein, you're sabotaging yourself. If you're not pooping enough and you're not considerate of the quality of your poop, you're sabotaging yourself. And if you're not putting on muscle, you are sabotaging yourself. But if you nail all of these, you are set up for success. Now, remember again, like I mentioned before, if you are starting off and you barely have any muscle, you have a slow metabolism, you're barely eating, a calorie deficit is not going to be your best bet to start. You want to start off slowly reverse dieting, get yourself to more of a maintenance point to get your calories up, protein, and put on some muscle before you start a fat loss phase. Sometimes though, sometimes, and I've seen this for quite a few clients, we don't start off in like an official fat loss phase. We get their calories up and their body starts to regulate, like their hormonal health improves, their digestion improves, they're pooping regularly, they're getting their periods back, they're gaining strength and muscle, and the scale's like slowly going down, but their calories are going up and their muscles going up, like that can happen, that can happen. Um, but you know, that doesn't happen for every single person. So I don't wanna put that expectation it's gonna happen, but remember this, the journey is very individual to you. And what your lifestyle has been like the last few years, the last few months, what you're able to do in the next few months and where you want to go. Then you come up with a game plan. And if you need help coming up with a game plan, feel free to reach out to me. Uh, I'm also doing a masterclass this upcoming week, starting on Wednesday, the the 12th. 
if you are not able to be there for the live, you can always watch the replay. But if you want to take part in this free masterclass about owning your journey, we're going to go over mindset. We're going to go over nutrition. We're going to go over how you should be working out for your goal, kind of touching all this and a little bit more. It's going to be a good time. Uh, it will be on Facebook. So if you want to be added to the Facebook group for the masterclass, shoot me a message on Facebook uh, or comment under this video or um, send me a DM on Instagram or TikTok at Dana F fit, and we can add you to the group. It will be a really good time. And you will also have an open Q and a. So if you have any specific questions in regards to your journey and what you need to do in the next steps, this is a great opportunity to ask those questions. So if you want to come take part in the master class comment or shoot me a DM, I would love to have you and answer all your questions. Um, but other than that, Easter is coming up. So make sure you're prioritizing that protein, that fiber, and use any extra fuel from this weekend to go build some muscle. Hope you guys all have a great rest of your Friday, and I'll talk to you again real soon.